Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 159. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello there, lovely humans, and thanks for joining me in this episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast. This episode is proudly brought to you by mumswithhustle.com, which is the ultimate online learning hub supporting mums in starting, growing, and scaling their drop-dead gorgeous businesses. And I'm Tracy Harris. I am an Instagram strategist. I'm an online business mentor. Oh my gosh. And I'm the host of this podcast. And I kind of can't believe it's been 159 episodes. Jeez. And some of you have listened to every single episode week in and week out, and you've taken the time to leave me a review on iTunes, which I really appreciate because when you do that, it makes us be more discoverable to more women just like you. And that is truly what my mission is about at Mums with Hustle. It is about reaching as many women as I can and empowering them through quality content, rich conversation, and inspiring stories that motivate action so that they are moving towards living their own version of whatever they call a best life. And so if you haven't yet headed over to iTunes and you've been loving the podcast, well, after this episode, I'd love for you to head on over there and leave me a review. And then I can come over and see what you are truly loving most about this podcast. But let's kind of dive into this week's topic. And it's a bit of an interesting one. It brings up like a mix of emotions for me. I find myself giggling madly. I find myself rolling my eyes. I feel the blood slightly boil with frustration. And yeah, it also leads me to be a bit challenged and a bit uncomfortable and really question some key beliefs that I have. And yeah, it's broadened my eyes, so to speak. It's changed the way I view and live life and operate in business. And I feel like this topic ties in just so well in general for Mums with Hustle because it is about, you know, the beliefs that we have around what makes a good wife, the beliefs that we have around what makes a good mother. And a lot of the women listening to this podcast are wives or partners or mothers. And so I kind of got given some really interesting information or rather a resource was passed on to me by someone older, and I can't mention who it is. This person has chosen not to be named and is not present on social media. And so I shall keep them anonymous. But basically, this person gave me a resource. I don't know how useful it is now, just putting it out there, but it certainly was useful in 1955. So what I'm about to share with you are some teachings that were published in 1955 from something called The Good Wife's Guide. And it's just very interesting. So in Australia, this was shared. And so I know we have a a lot of listeners from all around the world. Hello to my international listeners. I always love you joining me here on the podcast and taking me wherever you are in the world. It's so cool. 
but you're probably going to be able to relate to a lot of what I'm about to share anyway, as it comes from The Good Wife's Guide. Yeah, it's just very, very interesting and very enlightening because I always say that you are what you absorb. And when I say that, I'm not just speaking about, you know, nutrition and the food that we put into our bodies. And I'm not just speaking about our environment in terms of, you know, living a low-tox lifestyle and even the quality of friends that we have and absorbing those energies and those conversations or the types of TV shows and movies that you watch or the books that you read, like all of that, totally, you are what you absorb. But we also go through life absorbing different experiences. Some are painful, some are pleasurable. And those experiences form beliefs or generalizations, and they lead us to predict future outcomes if we were to dare experience something similar to that previous experience again. So we're talking about beliefs in this episode, beliefs about motherhood, beliefs about being a wife or a partner, and ultimately even beliefs about what is possible for you as a woman navigating motherhood and entrepreneurship. So I just want to ask you, you know, what are you holding on to that is costing you your joy and your total fulfillment and total abundance and happiness and success in life and business? What are you holding on to that is costing you from having that in the now? Because any sort of block or obstacle or struggle is always caused by a belief. There is a limiting belief at play. Our entire experience of life, in fact, and therefore business, is shaped by our beliefs. So let's rewind the tape a bit. What is a belief? Well, in a nutshell, it is a feeling of absolute certainty, like something is either a fact or it's not, and it is having that absolute certainty about what something means. And your beliefs shape what is and what is not possible for you. So a great way to think about our beliefs is like your beliefs being a map that is guiding you towards living your absolute best and most fulfilling life. And these beliefs can fuel you to take action and the next best action because that is what builds a business with consistent momentum and that's what builds a business faster is when you're taking the next best action. But the challenge is that some of our beliefs aren't actually energizing us in a good way. In fact, some of our beliefs are not even what we want to believe in the first place and these beliefs make us feel so trapped or so boxed in or just totally out of alignment with what we truly want in life and in business. Again, like your experiences in life, be they pleasure or pain, have created or shaped perspectives for you that you are carrying, and these are leading to generalizations about what is possible for you in your future. It's just how it is. The brain is always looking for a shortcut. So it's constantly mapping what is pleasurable for us and what is painful for us. And it is creating these generalizations that offer us like a shortcut to 
getting the results that we get. And sometimes we are even so unaware of the beliefs that we have and how these limiting beliefs in particular affect our actions. So again, tying it into today's topic, which is, you know, beliefs about motherhood and beliefs about being a wife or what makes a good wife or a good partner, it's so interesting what I'm about to share that comes from this resource, that comes from this book or this form of print media that was circulating Australia in 1955. Our limiting beliefs can cause us to just completely miss out on things that we want most in our lives. And our empowering beliefs can drive us towards chasing the life that we want to live. And that's when everything becomes possible for you. So I want to ask you this, what would you do if you had 100 times the confidence as you had right now? Like if you had 100 times more confidence, what would you do? Is there something that you have always wanted to achieve or conquer or have a go at, yet you haven't? And why haven't you? Seriously, why haven't you? Because whatever your reason is, there's probably an underlying limiting belief, even if you are not aware of that belief even being there, even if it's in your unconscious, unconscious mind. So the first step to replacing, you know, these old beliefs that just aren't empowering you is to really understand where the beliefs come from. And Tony Robbins does a great way of kind of just summing up the five areas that our beliefs are kind of coming from or the five things that are really shaping our beliefs. So the first one is environment. Oh my goodness. So, you know, we can look at amazing people like Oprah or Nelson Mandela. There are so many people that have come from oppression or experienced so much adversity in their life, yet they rise and they rise again and again and they help other people rise. Their circumstances are not dictating what is possible for them. And that is because despite the environment that they have grown up in or been placed in, they have chosen to have empowering beliefs so they're not stuck and they can do good work in this world. And so that's environment. The next one is events. So if you think about the absolute highest of highs and the lowest of lows that you have experienced in your existence on this earth, those events are having an impact on your life and they are forming beliefs for you, often real unconscious beliefs, and they're affecting your entire worldview. So can you think of a couple of things that you have experienced in your life that have like absolutely been just amazing, blessed, graced moments that have caused you to be totally blissed out and just loving life? And you have real positive associations with those things that are similar to that because it's based on pleasure. And then can you think of a couple of times in your life where something just hasn't gone to plan? It's in fact been tragic or 
there's been so much pain and hurt or conflict or loss, sorrow, grief, confusion. And how have those experiences caused you to think about future situations or caused you to think about, you know, other people that may be like that? What generalizations have you cast based on those painful events or experiences? So we have environments and we had events. And then the next one is knowledge. And everyone says, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Well, I love when Tony Robbins shares, okay, well, knowledge is potential power. It's actually how you use the knowledge. And so this is like, this is a classic for anyone who is in the coaching industry, whether you're a health and fitness coach or you're like a business mentor or coach like myself or a life coach, you know that knowledge is just potential power because if it's not applied, well, then you don't actually experience the fruits of that, the harvest or the growth, the outcome. You never get to that. You just like stay in this like consuming learning mode and never in the doing mode. Knowledge is not the power. It is the action that is the power. So this is why I'm always saying if you want to be a doer, if you want to achieve things, you have to hang with the doers. You have to become like the doers. Learn from them. Apply what they have done because then you will succeed as well. So there's environment, there's an events, and there's knowledge. The next one is past results. So a lot of people are basing their future actions off their past results. And I just always have my mentor, James Wedmore, in my head. Like he always reminds us, what got you here won't get you there. It doesn't matter how successful you were in the past. It doesn't matter what failures or obstacles you've had in the past. Your future results need to be future focused, not based in the past. Your past results don't equal your future results. Yet how many of us are like always thinking back to the time that we launched the thing and it didn't work or the time that we used a call to action on our Instagram post and no one wrote back. So, oh, not doing that again. Or the time that we joined a gym and something didn't happen. So now you're never going to the gym like ever again. And you label yourself as not able or you blame the program or the coach or you blame the platform like Instagram. And you start blaming all of these things that are outside of you rather than looking internally and finding, oh my gosh, there's actually a disempowering limiting belief right there that I can flip around and create a positive empowering belief out of. And then the fifth thing is future vision. So we've got the past experiences that are impacting our beliefs about what is possible but so does your imagined experience of the future. So one of the things that I often get my students to do is to journal or script their ideal day or their ideal life. When you can visualize yourself living your best life, then it becomes so much more powerful and it acts as an anchor for you to actually 
start aligning or assessing your beliefs and then aligning your beliefs with what is actually going to get you that vision for your life or that vision for your business. So again, just to run past those five, it was environment, events, knowledge, past results, and future vision. So I'm going to dive in now and share with you some of these teachings. And I'm just very curious, like are some of these teachings or tips, I don't even know what what to technically call them, beliefs for you. Are some of these teachings or tips actually ingrained as beliefs or have they shaped the beliefs that you have around motherhood or being a good wife or keeping home, keeping the house? And is that affecting you from how you show up in life and how you show up in business? And do you believe these things to be beliefs? Do you believe these with certainty or are they just, you know, things that you've learned along the way that you can kind of just say, you know what, I don't need that. I'm going to let go of that. That's actually causing me pain, not pleasure. It doesn't serve me. It's not serving my family. It's not serving my business or helping me be a great person. I'm going to let that go. All right. So here we go. The Good Wife's Guide from 1955. Number one, have dinner ready. Plan ahead, even the night before, to have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is a way of letting him know that you have been thinking about him and that you're concerned about his needs. Most men are hungry when they get home and the prospect of a good meal is part of the warm welcome that is needed. Number two, prepare yourself. Take 15 minutes to rest so you'll be refreshed when he arrives. Touch up your makeup, put a ribbon in your hair, and be fresh looking. He has just been with a lot of work-weary people. Number three, be a little gay and a little more interesting for him. His boring day may need a lift, and one of your duties is to provide it. Number four, clear away the clutter. Make one last trip through the main part of the house just before your husband arrives. Run a dust cloth over the tables. Number five, during the cooler months of the year, you should prepare and light a fire for him to unwind by. Your husband will feel he has reached a haven for rest and order, and it will give you a lift too. After all, catering to his comfort will provide you with immense personal satisfaction. Minimize all noise. At the time of his arrival, eliminate all noise of the washer, dryer, or vacuum. Encourage the children to be quiet. Be happy to see him. Greet him with a warm smile and show him sincerity in your desire to please him. Next one. Listen to him. You may have a dozen important things to tell him, but the moment of his arrival is not the time. Let him talk first. Remember, his topics of conversation are more important than yours. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Next one. Don't greet him with complaints and problems. Don't complain if he's late for dinner or even if he stays out all night. Count this as a minor compared to what he might have gone through at work. And number 10, make him comfortable. 
Have him lean back in a comfortable chair or lie him down in the bedroom. Have a cool or warm drink ready for him. Number 11, arrange his pillows and offer to take off his shoes. Number 12, speak in a low, soothing and pleasant voice. And the final one, don't ask him questions about his actions or questions about his judgment or integrity. Remember, he is the master of the house and as such will always exercise his fairness and truthfulness. You have no right to question him. A good wife always knows her place. Wow, how do you feel? How do you feel? Were you giggling? Were you getting cranky? Were you feeling sad? Were you feeling, oh, interesting, intrigued? What was that like for you? How did it make you feel? And is it, you know, maybe we're having a giggle at these things, but it's just very interesting. I know for me, even personally, and for so many of the women that I'm working with and speaking with, on a daily basis, a lot of our own self-imposed expectations are actually laced with these types of beliefs or at least undercurrents of these beliefs. And it makes total sense if we have been raised in environments by women and men that have literally been taught this stuff. Like it is past on, whether we know it or not, it is passed on. And so there becomes this kind of, oh, this conflict or this misalignment or this dichotomy of like what we believe and what we actually like want for ourselves. And that brings up all of these like jarring feelings. It doesn't really feel good. So we can let those go. That's the exciting thing about beliefs and limiting beliefs that are so disempowering can be flipped. You can flip the script. You can write your own script and create empowering beliefs that see you chasing goals and living your best life, living it to the full, being happy, having the good money, the good relationships the great friendships, the great health, all of that is there and it is possible. But remember, if it's not possible for you, then it's because of a limiting belief. So I really hope that I've given you some food for thought, some entertainment in this episode, and I am really looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So again, if you listened to this episode and you liked it, if you want to contribute a thought, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. I'd really love to hear from you and feel free to share your Instagram handle over there as well so I can come and check you out. If I've said something that has like really got your mind ticking or maybe I've triggered something for you and you've got some stuff that you want to share or you've had an epiphany or two, jump on over to your Instagram stories and share that. Like be brave and share that. If you can, speak direct to camera and let everyone know what you just listened to, what came up for you and what you're going to do about it or what you're going to do differently. And if you tag me using the text tools on Instagram stories, just type in with the at symbol mums with hustle then I will actually get 
a notification in my Instagram inbox, which is my direct message inbox. I'll get a notification that you've tagged me in a story so I can come and check you out. I'd really love to know what you thought about this episode, the limiting beliefs stuff, and also the interesting piece from the Good Wife's Guide. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I look forward to chatting with you next week on the Mums with Hustle podcast. Remember, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher for my Android friends. And if you're in my social method society, you've got a real beautiful app that you can listen to the podcast in um, with our social method society app. But thank you so much, everyone. It's always a treat jumping on here and chatting to you and I will see you online. Stay happy in your hustle. 